Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Please join me in a moment of prayer before we get started. Heavenly Father, thank you for the person listening to this prayer. I ask that you would help open their mind and their heart and that you would speak directly to them through today's message. In the name of your son, my brother, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. All right, City Place. So many exciting things happening in the life of our church, and I want to make sure that you are a part of it. Hey, can we just give a shout out to Pastor Ty preaching the house down last week, talking about soil check. Uh, We've been focusing on God's word all summer long, and the kids are going back to school, but we've decided that we're going to continue to uh, jump into God's word, lean into God's word, and just literally see how God is going to do above and beyond in the remainder of this year. And so, uh, yes, if you haven't had a chance to hear her message, Soil Check, you gotta check it out. Trust me, it will challenge you. And in fact, we've been studying, uh, going through God's word and we've been using a, an acronym called SOAP. And uh, we've been talking about how when we dive into God's word, there's things that we wanna observe and then we wanna apply it. And, uh, and so you wanna listen to her practical message on how to have God's word be planted in your life and to add value to your life so that you can grow and become all that God's called you to be. And so make sure that you check that out. And so you're here today. Uh, Again, my name is Damon and I just want to welcome you to City Place Church. Make sure that you download today's message notes. You can find those at cityplacechurch.com. You're going to want to follow along. Today we are kicking off 21 days of prayer And uh, next week, we're going to be leaning more and more into God's word as we talk about prayer. But there's some things that God wants to do in this season of our church. And uh, I'm going to talk about that and give our focus uh, towards the end of our message. But I want to lay the foundation so that prayer, we want it to be a habit. Yes. But we want to have a focus every time we go into prayer. And that focus is we want to see where Jesus is. We want to see what the Father has to say. We want to encounter him. And so today we're going to be jumping into God's word. So I want to make sure, make sure you have your Bibles. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and pull those out. Uh, We've committed that we're going to honor God's word. And so uh, I'm going to get ready to pray, but grab your Bibles, grab your Bibles, download today's message notes and do me a favor, no matter where you're watching from today, uh, will you do me a favor, subscribe, share and like today's message. Um, It's going to be a good good time in God's word. I got my I got my notes inside of my Bible today. I'm excited. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't able to preach last week. I was sitting in service and Pastor Ty preached. So what a great Sunday. If you have your Bibles, go with me to James chapter five, James chapter five, James chapter five, 21 days of prayer. Uh, We do this two times a year as a corporate group of people. Uh, We gather once a month for uh, just city place prayer. Um, At the beginning of our year, we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. Our focus during the first part of the year when it came time to pray was we wanted to set the tone. As we go into this 21 days of prayer, I want to lay the foundation because there's a verse in James chapter 5. I'm going to read that verse. I'm going to talk about it briefly. I'm going to read another passage of scripture and give you some thoughts on prayer today. So you're going to want to make sure that you have notes, you have something to write down with. This is what it says in James chapter five, verse 16. It says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? 
Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. <laughs> and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Look at verse 16. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Verse 17, it says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. I mean, he was human. He had flesh and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. This morning, I want to lean in a little bit to James chapter five in verse 16, because when we read James chapter five and I started at 13, he says, is there anyone among you who's going through something? Let him pray. Is there anybody sick? Grab the elders. Let's pray. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray. And then it goes on to say in verse 16, it says this, confess your trespasses one to another, pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. I looked at the word fervent, it means to be at work, to put forth power. This morning, as we are continuing to run through the Bible, I want to talk about effective and fervent prayer, effective and fervent prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you've been doing in the maturing of City Place Church for your purpose, for your vision in our city and our connections to parts of the world. Jesus, I pray that your name will be glorified today and that you will be honored. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak through me and that we will be charged to lean into your word and to focus on what you want to say and how you want to move during these 21 days. Receive all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Write this down if you're taking notes. I'm going to be as practical as I can be. I'm going to be passionate as always, but I want you to write this down. Prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. Prayer should be our first response. Not our last resort. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 16 says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. In James chapter five, James is talking to a group of people and he's saying, hey, listen, there's power in your prayer. And if you would make prayer a priority. And if you would make it an initial response, you'll see God move in suffering. You'll see God move in sickness. You'll see God move in salvation. You'll see God move in forgiveness. 
but you have to have a certain level of intensity. He says that the effective, effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person, one who's in right standing with God, focus on, focusing on God's standards, produces results. And then he goes on to say, he says, now listen, there's a guy in the Bible named Elijah who had a nature like yours and mine, meaning he had a sinful nature. But he encountered God and the Bible says that he prayed that it would not rain. And his fervency and his effectiveness caused it to not rain for three years and six months. And then it says, and when he went back to pray, the heavens opened and it began to rain. There's something about effective and fervent prayer. See, so that's the reason why I lead with prayer should be a first response, not a last resort. So we're going to get practical today. I want to read another story and I want to pull some things out. In fact, we're going to call them some ingredients to effective and fervent prayer. There's a story in the Bible that gives us a glimpse of what effective and fervent prayer looks like. Remember, fervent means to put forth power, like to, to let that Holy Spirit power come out of us that is in us, to, to allow the power of God to be prayed in every situation. Paul, I mean, James said, listen, if they're suffering, pray. If there's sin, pray. If you need to repentance, grab somebody, tell them what's going on and pray. If you need forgiveness of your sins, pray. If you need healing, pray. And so this morning we're going to see what it takes to have effective and fervent prayer. Go to Acts chapter 12, Acts chapter 12, our team will put it up there. But I don't want you to rely on just the screen. I want you to grab your Bible because God will speak to you beyond what I might download to you today. We're using our SOAP acronym. We're using our SOAP acronym, so which that's going to be our scripture. We're going to read this scripture and then we're going to pull out some observations. You'll find it there on your notes. Let's go to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Here's what it says. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some, uh, some who belonged to the church intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. And when he saw that this met the approval of the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The church was fervently praying. The night before Herod was about to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two of them, between two soldiers bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Get up quickly, he said, 
and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Then the angel said to him, put your clothes and sandals on. And so Peter did that. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no, no idea what the, what the angel was doing, that it was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them by itself and they went through. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left. Then Peter came to himself and said, now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people were gathered and they were praying. Somebody say praying. When she, Peter knocked at the, the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed. She ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter's at the door. You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be an angel. But Peter kept knocking, and when the door opened, they saw him and were astonished. Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. This morning, we're going to focus on effective and fervent prayer. In Acts chapter 12, there is a story of Peter being arrested because for the sake of the gospel, he had been traveling and he had been preaching about Jesus. And when you read Acts chapter 1 all the way up to verse 12, you see that the movement of Jesus is taking over, literally taking over cities. And the Bible says that people are hearing the gospel, repenting of their sins, being baptized and being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And Peter and all of the disciples and the apostles are causing a stir. And the people who are Jewish, who are of the religious tradition, don't want it. And then you can see that Herod doesn't want it. And the Bible says that they scheme to grab Peter. And they arrest Peter. And the Bible says that Peter's in jail, but the church began to pray earnestly. It says that they began to pray, they gathered together, and the church began to pray earnestly. Can I tell you this? The church is not a building, but you are the church. In Matthew, the Bible says that Jesus looks at Peter, the same one who's arrested, and says, your name is Peter, and upon you I'm building my church, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against my church. And so the Bible says in Acts that the church gathered together, that would be one person here, another person here, this person over here, this person over here, who has accepted Jesus as Lord and realizes that there's power that resides in him. They gathered together to lift up the name of Jesus and to pray earnestly for God to meet Peter and to give him freedom. See, they decided that instead of just going outside of the building, where Peter was and saying, let him out, let him out. They decided that prayer would be their first response, not their last resort. They didn't go hire attorneys. They didn't go say, okay, let's figure out this court trial. No, no, no. Prayer is going to be our first response 
in this moment. And I realized that there were some ingredients of prayer that I want to point out to that as we're leaning in to 21 days of prayer, that we have our priority focused on Jesus and Jesus alone, and that we realize that there's some things that's going to drive us in prayer. James said that, hey, suffering should drive you to prayer. Sin should drive you to prayer with someone so that you can confess and be healed. Sickness should drive you to prayer. Wanting a relationship with Jesus should drive us to prayer. And so there's some things that James talked about, but then they're also highlighted again in Acts chapter 12 that I want to point out to you this morning. And so here we go. We're just going to go practically this morning. This is where we're going to pull out that O in our soap notes. This is our observation. There's some ingredients, some things that allow us to have effective and fervent prayer. Write this down. Number one. Where there is pressure, prompting or pain. There is an opportunity for effective prayer. <clears throat> the Bible says that there was persecution and Peter is arrested and the church goes, our first response is going to be prayer. Peter is dealing with some stuff. The church of Jesus Christ is being persecuted. People are being killed. People are going to be being pulled from the house. We are going to pray. James chapter five says, hey, listen, if there's suffering in your life, pray. See, where there is pressure, prompting and pain, it's a great opportunity to pray. Psalm chapter 18, verse six says, in my distress, this is David, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help from his temple. He heard my voice. My cry became before him into his ears. When you and I are going through something, it's not the time for you and I to double down. It's not the time for you and I to try to figure it out. It's our time to pray. When the pressure is starting to squeeze and the stress level seems like it's trying to rise, it's time to pray. So as we're going through these 21 days, some of you may be in a pressure situation, a stress situation, a pain. Maybe it's a loss or, 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 or something that you've been dealing with. It's time to pray. You've been given a moment in time where you can seize this time to go, Jesus, you will be my first focus and prayer is going to be my first response. So pain, pressure is an ingredient of pulling us into effective prayer. Number two, passion. Passion. Acts chapter 12 again, Peter is passionate about God's word. He's preaching the gospel. He finds himself in prison. The church of Jesus gathers and say, uh-uh, the word of Jesus is not going to stop here. The movement of Christ is not going to stop here. We are going to pray with everything we've got. Hebrews chapter five, verse seven says this. During the days of Jesus's life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he had suffered and once made perfect. He became the source of eternal salvation 
for all who obey him. The Bible says in Hebrews, Jesus had so much passion that he prayed with passion and fervency and earnestly that in his tears and in his cries, he was crying out to God, to the one that could save him. But he knew that his suffering and his sacrifice would bring salvation to you and I. There's a passion that says, I'm going to cry out to God. I'm going to cry out to my heavenly father because I want to see God move. Your passion during these 21 days is an opportunity for you to see effective and fervent prayer produce much. I'm challenging all of us this morning to Use what's in front of us and go, Jesus, I'm bringing it all to you. I have a passionate personality. I love Jesus. I'm excited about Jesus. And during these 21 days, I'm committing Jesus. I'm going to give you everything I've got because I want to encounter you. There are pain points that you and I may walk through. Jesus, I'm bringing my pain because I am going to experience the effective and fervent result of my prayer. Are you with me, City Place? Let's keep going. Number three, some ingredients of effective prayer is persistence. The Bible says in Jonah chapter two, verse one, from the inside of the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. Like Jonah was swallowed up by a whale and he had walked away from God. He, he was like, I'm not doing what you want me to do. But in the middle of trial, in the middle of pain, in the middle of him uh, having to go through, like, God's trying to get my attention. He goes, Jesus, he goes, God, you have my attention. I'm going to pray. Even though I may not like this situation, I'm praying in the middle of where I am. I will be persistent to cry out to you. The Bible says, going back to Acts chapter 12, because all of these things, all of these little ingredients are found in Acts chapter 12, and they're, they're highlighted in James chapter five. The Bible says that they gathered together and they prayed earnestly. God deliver Peter. God show up for Peter. Jesus, let your movement continue. Out of this, I can see them. Out of this, let more people be saved. Out of this, let your name be glorified. Out of this, I can see them having persistence and praying. We find that out in the story because the Bible says they were praying through the night for Peter. Persistence is an ingredient for effective prayer. Write this down. Just something that we are observing. If we, you're writing down your soap notes, something that we're observing, write this down, number three. Number four, that there's a partnership with others. Watch now, according to the word of God. James says, hey, listen, confess your faults one to another. Find somebody else so that you can be healed. Like, Bring somebody else in on these moments of your life. Don't do life by yourself. Acts chapter 12 says that they weren't just praying by themselves. They say, listen, let's bring everybody that make up the church of Jesus. And we've got one intentional focus. We will be fervent because we will be effective in our prayer. And we're going to see him show up for Peter and for the church of Jesus. Like there is this. I can't do this by myself. What would happen if we pray together? Watch this. This is what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. It says, again, this is Jesus speaking. I tell you 
that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. If you have a focus according to the word of God, the living, active word of God, which cannot get back to the father unaccomplished. When you gather together and you pray according to the word, you will produce effective and fervent prayer. And the church gathered and they begin to pray with persistence, with passion, pulling in the pain and leveraging that pain to encounter the Father through prayer, saying we will not do this by ourselves. Peter may be in prison. He is not going to pray alone. He is not walking through this by himself. During these 21 days, you will be presented with opportunities to join with City Place in prayer. In fact, this Wednesday, we will be praying at 630 in the morning as a group of people, the Church of Jesus, to see God move. And then we're going to invite you to pray before our in-person service at 930 because we're coming together and saying we are going to grab the pressure and the pain and the situations and we're going to cause our prayer to be effective and fervent. We are going to pull our passion. We're going to pull our persistence and we're going to pull each other together because we're going to experience and we're going to put forth power in our prayer. Here's, here's another ingredient, final ingredient to effective prayer is that we have focused faith, focused faith on the person of Jesus Christ. Focused faith on the person of Jesus Christ. We are trying to find Jesus every time we pray. Yes, we have requests, important. We want the request and we want the prayers answered, but Jesus, we are trying to find you. Jesus, we are trying to encounter you. Jesus, if you're here, I'm coming. We wanna have focused faith on the person of Jesus Christ. Are you with me, City Place Church? These 21 days, we're in pursuit of Jesus. It just so happens that we're having some things that we're going to lay before him as well. Here's what the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 13. Jesus speaking again, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son. You ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Jesus literally says, Focus on me. If you focus on me, you'll see a result because of your prayer. During these 21 days, our focus is Jesus. Going back to Acts chapter 12, it says that Peter's in prison and the church begins to pray. It says that as they pray, God begins to sin the result. Peter is freed. He doesn't believe what's going on. And it says that the people are in the house still praying and they knock on the door. Rhoda goes in and says, Peter's at the door. 
Peter's at the door and someone said, you crazy. He's not at the door. We're praying for him. Say what? No, 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 no. We're praying for Peter and, and he's at the door. No, 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 no. Stop that. We're in here praying for Peter. He can't be at the door. As we pray over these 21 days, we have to have focused faith on Jesus. When you and I focus on Jesus, we have to allow Jesus to do what he does best, which is respond. We have to we have to get out of our mind. How will he respond? We have to get get out of our mind how we've planned it. We have to make so much room over these 21 days to where we say, I'm just going to bring in the pain points. I'm going to give you my persistence. I'm going to give you my passion. I, I'm going to hop in on on Sunday morning at 930 for in-person prayer. I'm going to hop online on Wednesday for 630 prayer in the morning. I'm going to focus on you and Jesus you can respond according to what you promised me that if I ask according to your name, you'll do it. You can respond any kind of way you want. Peter's at the door. There are going to be opportunities over these 21 days. Hear me, City Place Church, where God is going to respond to your prayer. And here's what I want you to do. We don't want to go. But he's not doing it the way I see it in my head. No, no, no. Let's make room. So that as we pray, we want effective and fervent prayer that availeth much, like James chapter five says. They were blown away that their prayer had produced what God wanted to do in that amount of time. Give everything over to God during these 21 days. Don't script out how he might answer it. Go after Jesus with your focused faith. So, Damon, how do I pray? Really fast as we get ready to wrap up. Here's our application. So we, we have our observation of, of what effective prayer could look like. It's, it, it's just going to be us giving everything. It's not, I'll deal with this later. No, it's bringing our pain and our situation and the pressure and the stress and the dreams and the ideas all before the Lord. And not holding back any sort of passion. Here's what effective prayer can look like. Luke chapter 11, verse 1 says this. On one day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. When you read chapter, Luke chapter 11, verse 1, it's literally Jesus saying, if you want to learn how to pray, here's how you pray. And he goes on to say, our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen is how it reads in Matthew. Jesus literally says, hey, pray this way. But I'm giving you a roadmap to effective and fervent prayer because you see me out here by myself in a certain place talking to my dad and you're starting to see that the results produced is because of my prayer. And if you want to see the effective and fervent results of my prayer, I want you to know 
that prayer just has a particular focus. And here's how he breaks it down. Write this down. Number one, connect with God relationally. He's dad. The Bible literally says in in Romans chapter eight, verse 15, that you've been adopted into the family of God. Therefore, you can call him Abba Father, which means father, father. You get to call him daddy. God the Father is your dad. The creator of the universe is your dad. And so Jesus says, listen, if you want to have effective and fervent prayer, take a step, set aside some time because I'm out here by myself. So you have to have some time together with just the father. He's your dad. Number two, worship his name. Hallowed be thy name. Like the Bible says in Proverbs chapter, I love this verse, in Proverbs chapter 18, God's name in the message Bible says, God's name is a place of protection. The righteous can run there and be safe. Other versions say the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they're safe. Jesus literally says, hey, pause and worship his name. Now, if you and I are going to worship his name, we have to get in God's word and find out who he is. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord, your provider. He is your peace. He is your banner. He is your protector. When we're in prayer, and we're bringing the pain and we're bringing the pressure and we're bringing our persistence and we're bringing our passion and we're joining together on Wednesday morning, which you are invited to. And I challenge you strongly to be a part of our corporate prayer time together when we come together and we focus on Jesus and Jesus alone. With our faith, we go, Jesus. We worship your great name. Father, we come before you today. Jesus says, hey. Go to debt relationally. Worship his name. Then he says this, pray his agenda first. Your kingdom come, your will be done. It's not, not me giving God my prayer list. No, it's like, dad, what do you want to say? What's on your heart? If, if you can download to me what's on your heart, I'm going to pray that first. Because there might be something that's on your heart about me that I haven't heard yet. And I want to pray that because it's effective and fervent prayer. It's what's on your heart. God's heart is going to be for lost people. He wants lost people found, found people free, free people equipped and equipped people mobilized. He wants you to have every aspect of your life completed by him and in him. He doesn't want anything broken or missing in your life. He wants you to have the fullness of his word, walking in full discipleship to become a fully devoted follower of Christ. That's going to be his first priority. And he's going to build you up, mend broken places, heal places in your life. He wants to forgive sin. He wants you to walk in complete freedom. What's on your heart about me? What's on your heart about my friend? What's on your heart about my city? That's on the Father's heart. So Jesus says, hey, listen, before you get into you, Get in with him. Daddy, I honor you. Your great name. Oh, you are my protector. I find safety in you. Daddy, what's on your heart today? Download it to me. I want to pray for my lost friends. I want to pray that I walk in boldness. I want to pray. Dad, what's on your heart? And then he says, depend on him for everything. Give us this day our daily bread. There are things, there are desires, there are requests, there are petitions, there are, there are, Peter, Lord God, is in prison. Father, bring him out. 
God, meet Peter. What's on your heart that you lay before the Lord after you've given him glory, after you've given him honor, after you focused on him, after you said, God, what is on your heart? What burden would you like for me to carry, pray for this morning, tonight, wherever it is when we're praying? And then after you do that, Father, my child, my family, my job, my health, my dream, that's your dream for me. I give it to you. Jesus goes on to say, and then get your heart right with God and with people. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debt to us. There has to be in the middle of all of our prayer, we're not just giving him requests. We have to also give him our repentance, which means I'm turning back to you. And I acknowledge that I am missing the mark of your standard with this area of sin in my life or this bit of anger or this bit of attitude or, or what I watch over here or, or this, whatever it is, there has to be repentance in your and I's heart, your and my heart, because it leads into effective and fervent prayer. So I'm asking you during these 21 days to give him everything. The next one is, we're going to engage in spiritual warfare. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Ephesians chapter 6 says, you don't struggle against flesh and blood, but against powers and spiritual realms that you can't see. Jesus says, listen, instead of letting them attack, you go attack them. Ephesians chapter 6 is all about the armor of God. He says, you go attack. I come against the attack of the enemy. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I cover my family. And you just begin to pray. You're on offense. Remember, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. And then finally, express faith in God's ability. Remember, we said that we focus our faith on Jesus and Jesus alone. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever and ever. Jesus literally says, hey, listen, focus your attention back on giving him praise. Declare God's ability on what he can do. Declare who he is. So you start with talking to the Father and then you declare how big your God is. So City Place, over these 21 days, there is a focus that I believe the Lord has put on Pastor Ty and I's heart for these 21 days. And it's this, two words, and then I want to pray for you. Is that we're going to encounter Jesus. And then we're going to experience answered prayer. We're going to encounter Jesus, priority. And then during these 21 days, we're going to experience answered prayer. We're not just going to pray for 21 days. No, in this season of God doing above and beyond in this church, we're going to encounter Jesus. Priority number one, Jesus, we are coming to meet you. I'm not bringing you some sort of Christmas list. Jesus, I'm coming after you first. But Father... Since Jesus promised it, Jesus, we're going to pray in your name. And your word says, if we ask anything according to your name, you will do it. Answered prayer. So our focus, 21 days, encounter and answered prayer. CD Place, I invite you these 21 days to go all in. 
I'm telling all of City Place Church that these days we won't be playing around. We're going after God with everything we've got. Can you join with us for 21 days? I want to challenge you to join us for 630 prayer. I know it might be a little uncomfortable. You might have to be riding in your car. You might have to be, you might have to wake up 30 minutes early, but God is going to do something every time we gather because the effective fervent prayer produces much. I don't know how God's going to do it. Don't know how God's going to do it, but he's going to show up and we're going to have God encounters like our church has never seen and it's going to spill over into our homes. And we're going to see God answer prayer in ways that only He can do it. Right where you are, will you bow your head and close your eyes? I just want to pray over this atmosphere of prayer. Father, we thank you today. We thank you that as we enter into these 21 days of prayer, Holy Spirit, right now, come on, City Place, will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, right now, I pray that everything that you have in store for our church which is the one thing that you said hell cannot defeat. I pray that we will see ourselves putting forth power, realizing that we're bringing the pressure and the pain and realizing we're bringing our passion and our persistence and realizing that we're joining together on, two, on, on Wednesday morning and pre-service prayer at 9.30 on Sundays, that when we join together, our focused faith to encounter Jesus is going to produce the results that heaven sees. So, Father, as we lean into your word and we follow the roadmap of Jesus, of dialoguing with you, Father, of declaring your great name, of having you download to us what's on your heart and then giving you the petitions of our heart, engaging in spiritual warfare, being on the offense, asking you to forgive us of sin, and in declaring how amazing you are. Jesus, I ask you to pour out your spirit and entrust us with your power at a rate that we've never experienced. Cause every aspect of our church and our life to grow because we're given these 21 days to you focused on Jesus and Jesus alone. I pray and I prophesy, God encounters. I pray and I prophesy, answered prayer. Take all of our time with you to enjoyable moments in Jesus' name. Right there with your heads bowed and eyes closed. I don't want to play around. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to invite you into one. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, he comes in as Lord of your life. There is an aspect to your life where you have to repent of your sins. You have to turn away and say, Jesus, I need you. And today is that day. Right where you are, I'm going to pray a prayer. And I just want you to pray that prayer with, with me. Come on, we're in an atmosphere of prayer. It's the first day of 21 days of prayer. And your heart has to be synced with Jesus in order to know what he's going to tell you. Come on, say this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you that you died on the cross for me and you rose again. I acknowledge your sacrifice that brings me freedom. Therefore, I repent of all my sins. I ask you to forgive me, and I choose you today as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place Church, right where you are. Can you make some noise for Jesus? Can you make some noise 
for Jesus right where you are. For those of you who said yes to Jesus, I want to give you a couple of next steps, but here's what I want to ask of you. There's, there's been a burden on my wife and I's heart that when you accept Jesus, I can't see you. I'm not physically there with you. There's a burden of what happens after you said yes. And so many times you respond and we never know that you made the decision. Today, you are a Christian, but there is a journey to becoming a fully devoted follower of Jesus that we don't want you to do by yourself. You are walking in a relationship with Jesus starting today. But if you're like me, you need to know how. How do I continue to grow? How do I study God's word? And I want to ask you, I want to ask you to lean in the city place even more than just one time. There are going to be some opportunities for you to get involved in a city group online. Uh, if you, if you live, in a, live in a particular area, I want to encourage you, if you're not in the Central Florida area, find a local church. We would love for you to be a part of our online experience. No doubt about it. We'd love for you to lean in, but I don't want you to just hang out there all by yourself. If you can't lean in here online into some of the things that we provide, you have to find a local church who will speak life into you. We can help you find one in your area if you need, or we can get you plugged in here, but we don't want you to do life alone. And so do me a favor, fill out that online connection card, cityplacechurch.com backslash card, and let us know the decision that you made. We want to personally reach out to you and give you some simple next steps in your relationship with Jesus. Are you with me? Can you do that? It's our burden. We don't want you out there just hanging out by yourself with the title of Christian. We want you to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus. That's what we want you to become. Amen? So make sure you do that. Right now, it's our time to give. It's our time to give. I wanted to say thank you for all that you do always. To, to allow the function of City Place Church to, to move forward. And then your generosity uh, allows us to be impactful in our city. And so I'm asking all of you today to ask the Holy Spirit uh, what he would have you do uh, during this time of giving. We believe in tithing, which is giving God uh, as an act of worship, the first 10% of all of the income that comes into our lives. And so when we partner together, we're able to make a great impact in our city. And so we're getting we're excited about what we're going to be doing in our city in the fall. But we're also believing God for a permanent facility. We're constantly looking. So stay prayed up. Uh, and our resources, when they pull together, uh, allow us to make a great impact right where we are. I'm going to pray. And I just know God's going to give you a great week and trust him with your kingdom finances as you give. And let's see what God does. Father, we love you today. Thank you for the impact that you made in your church. Thank you for those that said yes to you and are going to take the next step to grow in their relationship with you. Bless our time today. Receive our giving as worship. We thank you for the heart of generosity in our church. Thank you for what you're gonna do over these 21 days as we encounter you and experience answered prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have a great week, City Place. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com. Enjoy the rest of your day.